Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. This show has been produced by Market Domination LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. And it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by Nick Bear, best-selling author of 25 Hours a Day, giving you one more to get what you want. Nick has the incredible story about building a multi-million dollar business that he got started while he was an army ranger. Um, before we dive in, Nick, just thank you for your service. We greatly appreciate your service to our country. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. Okay, our pleasure. So for our folks who don't know, being an army ranger is like the elite of the elite of the elite kind of like being a Navy SEAL or on Delta, one of the most hardest things to do physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually on the planet. And you manage to not only do that, but build a business at the same time. What inspired you to build a business while serving our country? Right. So I, I was, uh, I was Ranger qualified. Um, you know, Army Rangers are 75th Ranger Regiment guys. Uh, they go to a Ranger unit. So I was an infantry officer. Uh, in conventional army. And then I went through ranger school, got my ranger tab. Uh, so I was qualified uh, ranger from ranger school. Um, but I started my business actually in 2012 when I was in college. So this was before I joined the military. So I was studying nutrition at Indiana University of Pennsylvania, and I was in the army ROTC program. So I knew I was going to be commissioning into the army a year shortly after that. Uh, but I was studying nutrition. I was in love with sports nutrition. I was I was in love with sports performance. I was I was super into bodybuilding, powerlifting at the time, and I had an opportunity to launch a business with a loan that the army provided for for cadets. So I was between, between my junior and senior year of college, and the military associated bank USAA offers what they call pre commissioning loan uh, when you're about a year out from from joining the military. This was up to like $25,000, very low interest. You didn't have to make your first payment for like 18 months. And while all my friends were taking out this money and, and buying cars and engagement rings and vacations, I was like, well, here's my golden ticket to launching, launching my brand. Okay. So you borrowed money from Uncle Sam um, to get started. And what motivated, what inspired you to, obviously you were getting a degree in, in the space but why start? What motivated you to start a supplement company? I was, it was a space that I loved. Like I loved um, experimenting with different ingredients in terms of performance. So, like my freshman year of college, uh, I mean, my friends look back at this and laugh all the time. But we would buy ingredients 
because we ran out of money to buy pre-workout, you know, made supplements. So put a bunch of money in the pot and we buy caffeine on its own in bulk, citrulline malate, beta alanine, creatine, and we'd mix up our own pre-workouts in the dorms. So I had like this, you know, this scale that I bought from Walmart. And here I am mixing up these white powders in the, in the dorm. Look like I'm, I'm selling drugs. I was going to say, you're going to get busted for being a drug dealer. Yeah. If you walked into my room at any time freshman year, like you'd see this, this food scale with white powder all over the place. But I love just like testing other ingredients and then having friends try it out. And then we add flavoring to it. And I just found that I had this, this thriving passion in, in the fitness industry, sports performance specifically, but I love the entire process of, of all of it. Okay. And obviously you could have waited till you could have put it on hold till after you got out of the military, um, which is what a normal person probably would have done given that you don't have, you know, I'm a civilian, so I don't understand, but most, uh, every movie that's ever been produced, every TV show, every book ever been written about, you know, army Rangers, Navy SEALs doesn't look like you have much free time. Um, how did you manage to pull off working on your business while going through, especially, you know, going through all of that? Yeah, the, the beginning was tough. So I, I essentially had one year from the time I launched my business until I went active duty military. Um, and I launched my brand in college thinking that I was going to make a million dollars that first year. And little did I know I made about $20,000 that first year uh, at at a big loss because of all the expenses I incurred and in building a brand that I was very naive about in the beginning. So I had about a year to attempt to build and learn this brand as much as possible. After that year, I went active duty in the army and I got sent to Fort Benning, Georgia, where I went through the infantry officer basic course, ranger school, airborne school. Uh, I was at Fort Benning for a year. So there's really no opportunity to grow the brand there, but I was trying to talk about it and communicate it with it about, you know, with the people I was around, other lieutenants. And then after that year at Fort Benning, I transitioned to Fort Hood, Texas. And this is where I started using social media. So I did it backwards. Most people start social media first. They establish a presence, a brand, a community. Then they launch their business. Well, I, I decided to start this business in 2012. And then in 2014, I was like, you know, maybe I should start these social media platforms, take advantage of that. Um, so in 2014, I decided to to create a YouTube channel. I started building this community online by documenting my, my nutrition, my training, and then slowly started to talk about the military. In the beginning, the intent was never to introduce or talk about the military on this channel, but it became a vlog. It became me documenting my life and my journey. So the military naturally made its way you know, into Anyway, I was gonna so say, you got a heck of a selling point in your service. I would, I, from, from a marketing perspective, that's gold. Right. So I'm trying to build this brand while I'm in at Fort hood and, and learning to be an infantry platoon leader and have all these responsibilities. Um, so my, my priority was always the military, but all my, my time outside of my job in the military, well, that was my opportunity to build a brand. And this was filming videos for YouTube, creating social media content, um, learning how to, to be a business owner. And when things started to finally fall into a rhythm, sales slowly started to increase. I mean, the first three years of business, we did $20,000 a year each year in revenue. Um, and it was at this point, my, my accountant actually told me, Hey, you might want to close this thing down because it's not looking like it's going to become successful anytime soon. And it was this turning point where my unit ended up getting sent to South Korea for a nine month rotation. 
And when I got to South Korea, that's where I really just like flipped the switch and went all in. And what I mean by that is like, we were 14 hour time difference between South Korea and the States about, and um, I would wake up around 4am and talk with manufacturers, do customer service, talk to people back in the States that I had to. I do that from like 4 to 6 a.m., from 6 a.m. to 7.30. I had a morning meeting with my company leadership in the military, then morning PT. And then that would be over around 7.30. And then I'd go back to my barracks room. I'd grab my stuff for filming YouTube videos. I'd go right to the gym. And I'd film videos in the gym from like 7.45 to 8.45 because my only time available to film in, on a military post gym. Um, and then I'd work, you know, if we weren't in the field or we weren't training, typical like 9 a.m. to 5, 6 p.m. And as soon as that was done, I'd be back in my barracks room filming YouTube videos, uh, listening to podcasts, reading books, learning everything I could. I, I did a complete rebrand of the business. I taught myself how to code the website. Um, and I was like the Swiss army pocket knife of bear performance nutrition during this time of my life. But like I eliminated every other distraction. There was no TV shows. There were no movies. There was no yeah, I was really going to say most on. of your fellow soldiers were probably at 4 a.m. were probably asleep. And during the times that you were working, they were probably playing video games, relaxing, hanging out, maybe, you know, doing non-business, non-military related stuff. And you made a decision to use every single hour you possibly could, include, including giving up more sleep when you already probably were sleep deprived um, and use it for the business. I'm, I'm assuming that's what inspired the 25 hours a day title considering you got more out of the time that you had than anybody else probably who was in the military at the same time. Exactly. I mean, that, that's, that's the mindset behind the whole thing. And like Korea, my time in Korea and, and going all in was such a turning point for the business because when I got there, my goal was to make, at the time I was making two to $3,000 a month in revenue with the brand uh, in a month. And my goal was by the end of that nine month rotation, I wanted to make $10,000 a month. But within the first 90 days, we went from making $2,000 a month to $10,000 plus a month. Um, so I saw how that mindset shift as priorities change and how it directly affected the business. That is absolutely amazing, given the fact that there are people who are working on their hustle or their grind eight hours a day in civil and, and, and not coming anywhere close to those types of numbers. And obviously, the business has grown exponentially since then. Let's talk a little bit about how you did that. How did you start generate? Where did those sales come from? How did you, what marketing were you using to generate that? Was that all organic via YouTube videos? Were you running paid traffic? How did that work? Yeah, so the, for the first five months or the five, first five years, sorry, of the business, we didn't do any paid advertising. First five years was all organic. And the first five years, I didn't take a dollar from the business. I, didn't, I never paid myself until 2017 after we launched the brand in 2012. Um, so how do we scale from $20,000 to you know, our first million? A lot of that was building a community online. So at the time, I didn't realize it in the beginning, but I created this, these social media platforms to document my journey which is part of military training, nutrition, building the brand, sharing the process. And through that process, people be, got behind of what I was doing. And they believed in the mission. They believed in the vision of what we were doing and, and trying to work towards. We built this community that was super supportive of, of what I was doing personally and the brand. So it, it, initially, it was like it was a personal brand that I was promoting and, and creating. Uh, and then we got to a point where I was like, well, how do we scale from just the Nick bear supplement brand. Cause I didn't want it to be just Nick bear supplements, you know? Right. Uh, so we started bringing on 
ambassadors and athletes who represented our same mission and vision, but had different audiences or niche audiences uh, and scaling the brand that way and, and continuing to focus on the value of the customer and what we can provide them. So it wasn't just, hey, we're, we're selling and creating supplements, dietary supplements. We are offering nutrition information and training information. We're creating this community behind our, our, our motto or our phrase, go one more. So it's like helping people push past these physical and mental barriers they consistently place on themselves to have a healthier, happier life. So it's a mission that the brand represents. It's continuously moving it forward, not just a product. Awesome. So you talked about marketing through other influencers. Now let's talk about why in the first place, because there are thousands of supplement companies. Um, You can drop ship and private label, you know, now at the drop of a hat. Um, so what makes yours other than your personal mission, your brand and you being the face of it, what makes yours different? What makes yours stand out? How do you promote, how do you communicate that to your audience? So we, we scaled the supplement line very slowly. Uh, and anyone that's been following this process has, has seen it where we started with just two products and then slowly introduced a product here, a product there. We didn't launch like initially with this massive line for one, we didn't have the cash flow to do it, but, but two, we, we, we develop products as we see there's a need in the industry or that we or our athletes need. So like, for example, we're currently working on an endurance formula right now, which is carbohydrates and electrolytes because well, I got into endurance training. I realized I needed a supplement for this. Uh, so one, we, we create products you actually need and we want to use. Um, two, I think one of the biggest things we're super transparent with, uh, manufacturing of supplements, regulation of supplements, testing of supplements. So we take frequent trips. We have one here in Texas, one in California, and we film video take our consumers behind the scenes of, of what goes into manufacturing, what testing looks like, and what right and wrong looks like. Uh, we recently just got our products BSCG certified, which means they're banned substance-free. So now NCAA athletes can use them, professional athletes, military, law enforcement, so the product, you know, the product speaks for itself with what we show and the reviews we bring in. So there's, you know, we have 12,000 plus reviews on our products on our site, which is, you know, it's, it's social proof. Absolutely. Uh, so other than the, the products themselves, which are just amazing, their flavor profiles are great. We put, we invest so much time, resources, money into each individual product. Um, it's all the other valuable information we provided with it. So, you know, a supplement is just a supplement. It, you still need the diet and the training to get the results. So we teach people how to eat. We teach people how to train and we give that full 360 approach to this is everything you need to improve your performance, your health, your fitness. So it's become more than just a supplement company. It's almost like a light lifestyle uh, company brand as well. What do you like best about what you do? I think just the impact we have on, on groups of people. So good example is, uh, last or two weekends ago, we had an event here at our headquarters. We're like right outside of Austin, Texas, and the, the Austin Marathon was going on. So we hosted this event called the Run One More Challenge, which was to bring the community together. And if you never run a 5K, if you never run a half marathon or a full marathon, it, it was pushing yourself to complete this. So we had the Bear Performance Nutrition had the largest team, the Austin Marathon this year. And we had like 400 runners, 500 runners, something like that, running with us. We held the event here the day before to bring everyone together, motivate them, do a little little jog together, and give a little speech. 
And it's the stories we hear from people in person where it's, Hey, like I used to be at this point in my life, but watching your guys content and following the brand and the mission and the go one more mentality, I completely changed my life. Like I never expected to be here running a marathon. So it's, it's meeting these people seeing the impact that our content, our products, our story has on them and how it completely changes their lives. That's incredible. And obviously incredibly gratifying to have that ripple effect. You started it as just you talk a little bit about the team that makes up bear now. Yes. I mean, so we, we have eight members about to be 10 members here in the house at the warehouse um, between director of operations or CEO logistics. We do all of our fulfillment here, social media. Um, we outsource our paid advertising. So we've only done paid advertising since 2017. Like I said, all before that was organic. Uh, so we outsource paid advertising. We outsource email marketing. Um, we outsource our SEO and then some of our content stuff. So we have a, a media team in-house as well, but we outsource a lot of stuff as well. So on a daily basis, there's probably 20, 25 people working on bear performance nutrition stuff. That's awesome. Now, given all the success you've achieved now, I mean, you've built the business up, you've gotten, you've got a good team. Um, what's your biggest challenge? I, I'd say it's, it's scaling. Um, you know, we're experiencing very fast growth. Like this year we are doubling, we're on track to double last year's revenue. Since 2017, we've doubled revenue every year. Um, so I, I wouldn't say it's a challenge. It's a, it's a wonderful it, problem to have. It's a wonderful problem to have, but it's, it's, it's solutions we're trying to find to, to build a team correctly. Cause we're all about culture here within our business and the message we, we promote and we display. Um, so it's one hiring employees that embody that culture, that, that motto, that feeling that we want to bring in house. Um, so hiring slow down the process, but hiring the right people, whether that's in-house here for the, the staff or athletes or ambassadors, it's, it's the, the best part. I mean, I love building the team. It's my favorite part about it right now in-house. Um, but I'd say the hardest part is going through those growing pains. I've, I've been there with uh, several different companies that we have. So I totally understand that and feel your pain. What inspired you to write the book? It was, uh, it was a moment that when I was an uh, infantry platoon leader and I was driving to work one day, and I talk about this in the book, but I was driving to work one day and I was thinking about like the speech that I wanted to give my platoon after PT. And I remember exactly where I was and who was around me and like what the weather looked like and what the grass looked like. I can remember it till this day. And uh, I gave this speech to these guys, my platoon after PT one day about how much potential all of them had. If they didn't believe in themselves. Like I, I saw guys that were smarter than me, that were more skilled than me, that had more talent than me, but they didn't believe they could do anything other than what they were currently doing or even be better at it. And I, it stuck with me for a while because, and these guys, these like these soldiers, these NCOs, smart dudes. And like some of the best people I've ever worked with. And I knew that if, if, they just applied more or realized their full potential. They could, they could do whatever they wanted. Like me, I'm just an average dude from central Pennsylvania, uh, from a small rural town. There's farm fields in my backyard. And I didn't think I could do anything when I was, when I was younger. And I realized, well, you can do anything you want. You're the full potential. You just have to go after it. So I wrote the book to like inspire people that, you know, you don't have to be born with the money or the, or the skills, the resources, the assets. You can find it along the way. And, you just, you just got to figure it out. Awesome. Um, incredible, incredible interview, incredible story. Fabulous book for our folks who are listening and watching and want to learn more, want to get a copy of the book. And then obviously learn more about all that 
uh, Bayer Performance Nutrition has to offer? Where are the best places for them to go to get the book? And then obviously to learn more about you and learn more about the products and the lifestyle that you're offering. Yeah, so Amazon, uh, if you just search 25 hours a day, the book is on Amazon right now. It's a hardcover, paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. Uh, if you go to www.bearperformancenutrition.com, that's B-A-R-E, you can find it, a bunch of information about our products that we offer. And then I'm on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, just search Nick Bear or Nick Bear Fitness, and I'll pop up. All right, we greatly appreciate your time. Nick Bear, Bear Performance, Bear Nutrition, best-selling author of 25 hours a day, going one more to get what you want. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.